This is episode 416 of the AWS podcast, released on December 27, 2020. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. Simon Leisha here with you. Great to have you back. And I'm joined by a very special guest. Jonathan Weiss is joining me uh, from far, far away. Uh, I think, uh, Jonathan, are you in, in Berlin at the moment? Is that your locale? Yes, I'm based uh, in Berlin, and thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. Now, you're a Senior Manager of Software Development here at AWS, and you've been working with the team on some pretty cool stuff. And one of those things is AWS Cloud Shell. So uh, this is something that that was announced at reInvent just recently. So help us understand, what is it? Yeah, I'm I'm very excited about Cloud Shell. It's essentially a browser-based shell that you can launch directly from the AWS Management Console. It's available in this... uh, Black navigation bar, pretty much on on every um, page of the of the console, and it provides you with a with a runtime environment where you can run commands, execute scripts. Um, it comes with the AWS CLI pre-installed and makes it very easy to experiment with AWS. So why did we launch this? Like, what what's it trying to solve for? Because I know I've spent many many an hour polishing my own perfect shell on my machine and getting the colors just right. Um, and now you've created one I can just click on. So why? Yeah, the, the, the main reason is to to help people get started with AWS, to make it very easy for them to to try out things, right? Uh, the AWS CLI is, is very popular to interact with AWS, like if you want automation, if you want to script something. But it uh, it also takes some effort to to configure it correctly, especially if you have multiple accounts, right? Like you need to switch credentials and and, and, and so forth. And with the Cloud Shell, it comes with the CLI pre-installed, and it also uses the credentials of the logged-in user from the console, right? So is every time you switch the user in the console, the credentials get inherited from that. So it's very easy to use if you have multiple accounts or, or different users and permissions. So you don't have to worry about that setup and configuration. And it's also, uh, as you said, right there in your browser. So you don't need to install the CLI if you get like a new laptop or, or anything like that. You can install your own tools. So it's very simple to get started, to um, upload a few scripts and, and, and execute them against the AWS environment you're in. And yeah, just try things out. Uh, for example, if you have a bunch of S3 buckets in your account, you want to change permissions on all of them, right? Like it, it will take you a while to click in, in the console to do this, but yeah, you can also the just have not that efficient. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like so, it's for people who love automation, who um, are familiar with running scripts, but who don't want to hassle with setting everything up locally. You have with one click, you have an environment that comes pre-installed with a bunch of tools like the SAM CLI, the Red CLI, many popular open source tools like Node.js or Python, uh, and you can of course install your own. So it sounds like, because that, that context awareness piece you just mentioned about, you know, if you're in the GUI, you click on the, the, the shell, you're, you're in the right context. I'm thinking of the hours of frustration I would have saved myself where I'm trying to issue a command and it's not working and it turns out I've got the wrong user because I'm in a different context or I'm not in the right region, et cetera. Um, th- this sounds like a really useful tool for people who are sort of flitting in and out of their AWS environment from time to time and just want to make sure they're operating in the right place when they're issuing commands. Exactly, right? Like, I think that's a very common use case. Maybe you're working on multiple projects. Uh, we have multiple users with different permissions. Uh, as you say, it, it can take some effort to set this up correctly on your local machine. 
were here, you, you can, with every time you're in the console, you just click on the partial icon and you have everything pre-configured correctly, which makes it very convenient for, for these multi-account, multi-user scenarios. Now, in IT, we are we are very particular about certain things and uh, editors fall into that case, uh, which languages we like falls into that case and certainly the shell that we use is something we hold dear and personal. What kind of shell is, is Cloud Shell and what commands and different CLIs do we have available in that environment? Yeah, as you say, uh, developers are very peculiar about their tools. So the the... Cloud Shell environment comes with a bunch of those pre-installed, like the AWS CLI, SAM CLI, the Elastic Beanstalk CLIs, and the ECS CLIs. But then in terms of common tools, right, like we have Git, Vim, PowerShell, Bash, uh, that, that HH, and so forth. Um, but you can also install um, your own, right? At the end of the day, this is a Linux environment. Um, you get an Amazon Linux 2 instance, if you like, right, like where you can just use YUM to install any additional packages um, that you like. So if you're prefer Emacs, uh, it's it's a yum install Emacs away. The only thing to call out is that only your home directory is, is persisted. So if you come back the next day, everything outside of your home directory is uh, being restored is like a fresh in- instance, which means uh, you get an environment with the latest security updates installed, but only things that you installed into your home directory are still there. So you need to either install your tools into the home directory or you can use your 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 dot files, right? Like your bash rc, for example, to uh, make sure that the packages that you need are installed on demand. Um, in terms of the actual shell, right? Um, by default, because it's Amazon Linux, it, it uses bash. Uh, but if you want any other shell, you can you can switch that in your bash rc, right? Like you can execute another shell, and this way, when you actually log in, you're immediately presented with your favorite shell. Nice. Because uh, I'm a, I'm a Z, ZSH user myself, so uh, the ability to swap it is pretty good. You, you mentioned the the home directory and the persistent storage. How big is it, and um, and how should we think about that as a storage location? Yes, yeah, so you get one gigabyte of storage for home. The idea is right like that. You want you can use that to to store any scripts that that you that you want to use, right? Like any customization to the to the dot files to like install some custom packages as we were just saying, so that you can customize the environment to to be useful to you. And anything outside of that gets uh, restored on uh, when you come back. Uh, maybe interesting to call out is that the the by default the the cloud shell environment is terminated after 20 minutes of inactivity, but you can use it up to 12 hours continuously if you're kind of stay typing in the console. If you would come back after you, you get a fresh environment with your home directory restored, which means you don't have to worry about patching this environment. You don't have to worry about like maybe you, you messed up some configuration, for example, right? Uh, everything is, is, is restored. So it's very easy to experiment. It's, it's um, a very managed experience, right? Like you don't have to worry about keeping the, the packages up to date or um, keeping it running for too long or anything like that. It's very effortless in, in, in order to, to have you have to think about it. So that refreshing of the environment from a security perspective is, is really important. Plus the fact that you know, if you're not using it, it's not running also makes it more secure. So it sounds like this also helps address the need for, for Bastion hosts per se. You pretty much, uh, if you set up your, your cloud shell properly, you could probably get away without having a Bastion host. Yeah, I think that's a very interesting use case. Uh, one thing to call out for, for the Bastion host um, scenario is that as of today, we don't support running the Cloud Shell in a particular VPC. 
the CloudShell in, um, instance is actually launched in a dedicated VPC that exists just for, for the CloudShell instance. So you can have outbound network connections, but no inbound connections. So you cannot remotely directly SSH, for example, into your, your CloudShell. But uh, if you already look what the community is doing, you can, like with some some tricks actually achieve that by tunneling back to the machine, but it, but it doesn't allow an inbound connection. The VPC support is something that um, we have on the near-term roadmap where we want to allow you to then launch a CloudShell instance into one of your existing VPCs, which for the Bastion host use case, uh, I think is a big plus. Yeah, I, could, I can imagine the team's going to build on the functionality very, very quickly. And I guess related to that, I think from, from memory, the, it has some languages out of the box as well. I know Python's on that list. What else do you, do I get language-wise um, just from the show? Yeah, so, so Python is there by default. Node.js is there by default. Uh, you can easily add any additional languages that, that you want, right? Like we, we're, we're trying to find a compromise between keeping the size of that uh, image small so that we can achieve fast launch times. And, and, uh, and on the other hand, you want to have uh, lots of common tools, right, to, to make it very useful by default. So we try to find a compromise here. But again, right, like if, if your favorite language is, is missing, yum install, uh, or, or um, of course, you can use also, uh, right, like like download anything and compile it and, and, and install it. Again, the only thing to remember is uh, if you install it into your home directory, it's still there the next day. If you install it outside of that home directory, you, you have to do it again, which depend again what you're looking for. Either one or the other solution might make more sense. But at the end of the day, yeah, you can fully customize this environment and, and add any additional tools that you're interested in. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, I think, that that ability to build it from scratch every time certainly has some benefits in terms of having consistency or, or having having the most up-to-date version of things as you're operating versus things that tend to get older over time. So that, that could be part of just your normal workflow that, you know, you, you spin up your cloud shell and you get your new language installed at the time. Yeah, and, and, and I think it's something that we, we also see customers respond to, right, like where people say they can imagine this becoming their their development machine, right? Like kind of replacing that uh, local laptop, if you like, right? We're, we're certainly for quick experimentation, for that um, uh, quick AWS CLI command uh, against your resources. That's like a very common use case and, and, and what we had in mind when we when we built that cloud shell environment because we wanted to provide customers with an easy way to get started, right? Like uh, you don't have to, to spend a few hours installing. Uh, I was actually, when, right after we launched it, going through through comments from customers and I, and I saw a comment somewhere where a customer said, hey, just last week, they, they spent several hours with one of their clients to set up the environment and set them up uh, with a CLI, um, so the AWS CLI with a bunch of other tools so that they can get started on a project and having something like CloudShell would have saved them hours and made it a lot easier for their clients yeah, to, yeah. To, to get going. And the other thing I think is, is even just thinking about the AWS CLI is the frequency it gets updated as new features and capabilities come on board. You know, you've got to stay across that, but um, you don't need to. <laughs> it happens yeah, for you. exactly. And what about uh, accessibility and, and theme customization, like the, the look and feel? How tweakable is that to make it easier for people to use? Yeah, so today we, we offer two different themes, like a dark mode and a light mode. Uh, you can choose the, the font size and, and, and things like that, right? Like you can, of course customize the shell environment itself with uh, manipulating the prompt and 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 the all the different settings uh, you, you can find uh, already articles of people how they they customize that and, and some pretty cool um, screenshots for example you mentioned earlier you're you're, you're a big fan of that it's age um, so you, you can find lots of people who use 
all my ZHH, which is like a very popular community project to customize your your shell prompt and and so forth. Um, so that, that those are some common things people do. Um, we, we definitely see also requests for even more customization for easily renaming of the tabs, like um, something we didn't mention yet, but you can easily um, open multiple tabs or columns, right? And, and uh, it's not just one shell window. You can, uh, it, it's a kind of full terminal experience, right? Where you can have split screens and, and stuff like that, where, where people want to easily be able to rename the tabs and, and have more control there. So those are definitely things that we're looking into as we, we hear customers and, and, and as we look into um, what to do next. I think it's going to be one of those uh, one of those services that customers want to iterate on fast because uh, it's it's so visible and you can share screenshots and stuff like that. So I think I'm sure you uh, you and the team were sitting back watching the reaction after the launch, going, "Okay, <laughs> that's for the roadmap. That's for the roadmap." It's it's kind of it's kind of how we do things, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like our our philosophy is get get the products early into customers' hand, right, and use that feedback to to drive the roadmap. I think we had a bunch of ideas before we launched it of, of what we, we think we would like to do. Most of that um, has been confirmed by, by, by customers, but it's great to see new ideas, to, to hear what customers um, are doing. So we, we spoke about the persistent storage, but we also heard a bunch of customers who are interested in having like a pure ephemeral cloud shell environment that, that gets kind of restored from a template every time it launches, where even the home directory wouldn't persist. I think that's also a very interesting use case where you have even a more pristine environment every time um, so it's very cool to hear these ideas to see what where, where customers are heading so that we can we can adapt accordingly yeah it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty cool part of the process and what about cost how much does it cost is there a free tier and how does it work in terms of bandwidth and those kinds of things yeah this is this is one of the coolest things that we didn't even uh, call it out yet yeah AWS cloud shell is, is free you get this one gigabyte of, of storage uh, as we called out uh, but you don't have to pay for the actual cloud shell environment you can have up to to ten sessions per region. If you need more, you can you can uh, use the the known limit uh, increase requests to reach out to us. The only thing you you pay for is the 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 traffic, right? Very similar to to many other services. So um, you, you have to pay for for that outbound um, traffic. But CloudShell itself is free, which makes it very easy to get started, and and I think also removes that friction of that hesitation of oh should I use it or not right like because we see it as a as an as a very um, cool entry point very similar to the console itself to let you interact with AWS so that why it was important to us that that we offer it for free. I think it's a, it's a great move and it just uh, reduces that friction of even thinking about well should I should I use it should I give it a go exactly it sounds like most people listening should at least give it a click on the old uh, on the old GUI next time they're in there. Yeah, it's one click away, literally, which makes it super easy to experiment and try it out. And if, if you don't like it, just close the window uh, and you don't have to worry about it again. So you talked a bit about the sort of the, the future looking VPC support, et cetera. Uh, is there anything else you can share with us that, that is uh, sort of cooking away to be to be delivered in the nearer term for folks? Sure. So VPC support is, is one thing, as, as, we, as we mentioned. Uh, another one is regional expansion. So when we launched CloudShell, we did it in five regions, but adding like complete region coverage is something that is very high on our on our um, roadmap that we want to deliver um, quickly, so that everybody um, has a cloud shell environment uh, close to them. That makes it also easier to interact with resources that are in the same region, for example. Um, so that's another thing that we're that we're working on. And then, as we mentioned, yeah, lots of UI improvements, lots of packages that we're that we're looking into. How can we add those into that base installation? 
How can we support some of these use cases that we've already heard from customers um, about additional customization and, and, and so forth? So, yeah, pretty excited about what we want to add here. And the customer feedback has been great so far. Fantastic. Well, it sounds like there's uh, lots to be coming down the pipe. So thanks so much for coming on the show and, and sharing with us a bit of uh, insight into the new AWS Cloud Shell. Thank you very much. And thanks everyone for listening. We do love to get your feedback. AWS podcast at amazon.com is the place for that. And until next time, keep on building.